I'm going to have to do this intro in a flash here at episode 182 of the Vigilante 1939 podcast. We are a father-son best friend dynamic where we talk all things DC, Marvel, Star Wars, and more. In this week's episode, we're giving our very light spoiler-free reactions to The Flash. We're previewing the buzz for Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, its box office projections, and more. I'm one of your hosts, Nick Zendik, and before we get into the show, if you take the time to wait and review us on Apple Podcasts, we will read your review on air. We are, of course, available anywhere you find your podcast at. Just search Vigilante 1939 and you will find us. Now joining me each and every week are Nico and Nick Caruso Jr. Hey, guys. Let's get nuts. Okay. I was waiting Let's for that. nuts. Um, listen, yeah, one, happy to be here, two. Uh, it's been it's- a minute, man. It's been a minute. It's a couple weeks off. We did have the luxury. Did we say, did we, was there a show where we knew we were seeing The Flash or no? Or did that uh, happen? That happened after the fact. Yeah. It happened no. after the fact. Very fortunate. We saw The Flash last Monday, actually. And what's even cooler is we're seeing it again next week. More on that later. But we were graciously, graciously had the opportunity to be one of the first full screenings in the United States. 400 person packed IMAX screening of the show, massive event. And uh, we have thoughts on it. Full transparency, why we didn't do a show last week. <laughs> I, I think we, without saying it to each other, I think we were all nervous of one being too hyperbolic and two accidentally still somehow not following the embargo because this is the first time full transparency this is the first time we've ever gotten yeah. the like the embargo email for yeah. seeing a movie early when the batman came out the embargo was already up so we mm-hmm. were like all right let's let's chill now that there's more screenings out the embargo is officially it officially lifts next tuesday the 6th yeah so with it kind of now we're a little bit more comfortable doing so but here's how we're gonna do it we need to first say that this is not a review. All of us have to go around and say that this is not a review. 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 What we're going to do is to ensure that we're protecting ourselves, we're going to read our tweets from the night of. But once again, to make sure it doesn't sound like a personal review, we're going to be reading each other's tweets. So it's basically just like I'm looking at Twitter. So I'm going to read my dad's. Zeddy's reading mine. Mm-hmm. Dad, you're reading Zeddy's. Yes. All right. <laughs> Who wants to go first? I'll go first. Okay. There you go. In, so this is Edward. Zedward Enigmas. Zedward Enigmas. <laughs> Edward's Edward. reaction. That wonderful night that was really special to, um, I think, that video you posted on Twitter was cool too, but yeah, that, yeah, that it felt, 
that really felt like a, a really big event. Um, I, you know, I mean, I, there's a lot of things that have felt like big events on game or whatnot, but as far as the screening goes, like as cool as, Batman, movie. Yeah. As, as cool as Batman was and stuff, it didn't feel like this. This felt like you were part of something special and the audience was very vocal, very elated. It was a huge crowd. Uh, the biggest screening I've ever been to the, the most amount of people I've ever been in the theater with. And- yeah. You know, what's funny. I didn't think about that till now. That's the, that's the, that's the largest theater I believe I was ever in that was full. Yeah. I mean, it yeah. was, it wasn't, there wasn't an empty seat yeah. even all the way in the front. And, uh, and yeah. afterwards it was just a real feeling of commodity of, camaraderie if camaraderie if you will i'm sorry yeah. where people just, were just so hyped people were just uh meandering about afterwards in the lobby and and you know yeah, people talking, came up to us mr people Sick. came up yeah. to us asking us questions people were yeah. talking about stuff so it was it was pretty cool all right so uh initial reaction from zeddy that night the flash is one of the greatest pure comic book movies ever made heart humor heroics has it all Feels just like an episode of Justice League brought to life. A Flash story at its core with two excellent supporting performances from Calais and Keaton. The crown jewel of the DCEU. Before I forget, great score by Benjamin Walfish. Well, is that how you pronounce it? it? Yeah. I think okay. Yeah. The Flash is such a crowd-pleasing movie. It will be so GA-friendly in the summertime. DC hasn't put out a movie like this in years. I, for one, can't wait to see this so many more times. That's it. Enjoy y'all. Chill. <laughs> He's got paid by Warner Brothers. I am not paid. How much do you Brothers. get paid to write that review? Hey, you know what? My Porsche just came in the driveway. It looks when like we left the funny. theater, Zeddy got a manila envelope. Uh, Before we got back, good in the Lord, Zeddy. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I got to thank you from David Zaslav himself. You're welcome. You know what I say to you, Zeddy? Everyone has a price. It's not about the money, it's about sending a message. Can I tell you what's funny about this? One, the, we'll expand on all the thoughts after all, all the tweets I read, but mm-hmm. I've rarely had somebody read a tweet I've written in front of me, so it's going to be tricky. But I'm going to go to dad next. <laughs> the Flash, magnificent. By far the best of whatever the DCU is or was. <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> I forgot this was. I got attacked, by the way, by saying that by a few didn't people. Know you had this line in there. Oh, God. Isn't that a great oh, line? Now? I get it. This is but amazing. I get it. I get it. Because yeah, I'm whatever it was or is or isn't, or I don't know what it is. Frankenstein shared you. Right. Exactly. Right. Let me start over. Start I'm, over. I'm not downplaying it. I just okay. never read that out loud. Sure. <laughs> the Flash, magnificent. By far the best of whatever the DCEU is or was. Ezra Miller delivers one of the greatest comic book performances, comic book movie history. Andy Muschietti's vision is extraordinary. So much in time to discuss at the Vigilante 1939, like we're doing right now. Amen. Amen. Wow. All right. Well, I guess the the grand finale would be the biggest Flash fan here himself. I don't believe that is hyperbolic. I was also paid by Warner Brothers. It is. And he was also paid by Warner Brothers, of course. 
So our resident Wally West, but in this case, I guess it'd be barely Allen. Sorry, Nico. You know, this is, is the way it is. So Mr. Nico Caruso, that is at Nico Caruso, says that The Flash is the ultimate DC movie. Andy Muschietti crafts a pure Flash story fortified with enough action, emotion, humor, and nostalgia to satisfy anyone. Ezra Miller carries the movie with an incredible dual performance. It's a perfect summer blockbuster, and I couldn't be happier. My biggest takeaway from The Flash is that it's going to be a hit for audiences. Yes, DC and Flash fans will adore for many reasons, but the movie is just downright entertaining. It has all the elements that mix into a perfect summer blockbuster. All ages will thoroughly enjoy. Mm. There you go. So we all thoroughly loved the movie. I think we'll we'll keep it. We'll keep, we will not say any more specifics, but we can say statements like this and I'll let the other two guys go after this. I am floored. I'm still floored. It's been nine days and I've not stopped thinking about the movie. And it's a movie I'm going to bring so many people to see. Because I truly mean what I said in that second tweet. This movie is going to play so well for people. Mm-hmm. All ages can enjoy it. And if you're a Flash fan and a DC fan, if you are a real DC fan, I'm not throwing shade, I'm just saying, there's a lot to love about this movie, Dad. And now the stakes actually have to happen because we actually have seen the movie. Oh, physically yeah. saw the movie. It happened. You guys just got to, whenever you want to go, you got to tell me. We'll just yeah. make it, we'll, we'll go to Jordan's too. We'll so go to Mike. Yeah. Jason. Because, because there's been a little bit of stuff going on about him. And yeah. I think we can all truly um, <coughs> recognize as great as the Flash is Michael Jordan also is the greatest uh, basketball player to ever play. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, so, so it's nice. It's been, it's been nine days. Yeah. And um, I, can't wait to see it again. I can't wait to bring a lot of people to see it too, because it, it is a movie that plays. It's not really, this is going to sound crazy, but it's more than just a comic book movie. Mm-hmm. It's not like the trope of, of all these ones that you see. And this is really a heartfelt story with a lot of emotion. And um, a lot of people of all ages, mothers, fathers, sisters, brothers, children, grandparents i think are gonna like this movie i really think it's uh it's got a, it's got enough for everyone it really does and uh super 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 movie um everyone's really got to go see this movie see right yeah no i mean you, you know what my takeaways right it just feels it just feels surreal that the movie like was actually here i know for us and for anybody that did see the movie right it kind of it just kicks in, you know, with all the director changes and all the controversy, you know, behind the scenes and everything like that. It's just wild that the movie came and that it actually delivered for all three of us. And at least in our theater seemed to have delivered uh, for everyone that was in the theater. And like, I think Nico summed it up perfectly. It just, it seems like it, it's, it has everything to be the perfect summer movie, the perfect summer blockbuster. I did a tweet of, you know, Top Gun Maverick shaking hands with the Flash and I thoroughly meant that. I can expound upon that in a week or two when everybody gets a chance to see that. Uh, but yeah, I completely agree. I mean, it's just, it feels, feels like it's a love letter to DC, man. That's, mm-hmm. I think where I'm going to leave that. And I, like you guys, can't wait to see it again so many more times because this is a massively watchable movie in, in my eyes. 
And I would say, believe the hype, believe what you heard. I, I, I mean that. There were screenings of it before we saw it, right? Especially the ones coming out of CinemaCon. And I know mm-hmm. anytime there's an early screening or a big event, film festival, there is, it has been known, yes, sometimes movies are overrated. Sometimes people are hyperbolic. They feel good. Yes, there's the whole conspiracy of a lot of the same people. A lot of these critics see the same movies over and over. So we went into it that night, honestly, got sitting there going, I really hope this is just good. The three of us were saying that we had to wait in line for about 45 minutes. We had plenty of time to, to think and get ourselves ready. And um, I do think it delivers. I really think it delivers. You're, you're going to hear when we can start talking specifics, we'll be more enthusiastic because there's so many moments I think the three of us want to talk about. A bunch of yeah. different moments between the three of us, a bunch of different characters and other things. But it, it, I really hope people run out for this movie because there, we've seen a lot of comic book movies, man. There's been so many in our lifetime. And this one made me, it made me think about some other ones that I think are really good and thought were really good. And mm-hmm. you just look back and go, wow, I, I didn't know the bar could be so much higher especially for this brand for dc absolutely yeah Yeah. and the only thing i'll say i don't know what mr gunn has in store but yeah it'd be really hard to not i don't see a scenario where you don't let this team keep going but that's a different story oh sorry go ahead i will say this too and Coming out of Guardians 3, which I absolutely oh my God. Oh, wow. talk, talk about a one-two punch, man. I yeah. mean, Guardians 3, like, I, I mean, you guys know. I went in there, and I'm like, and now I'm not going to sit here tonight and tell you really which movie's better. I will just tell you that they are, they're both top tier equally. Yeah, I mean, movies. they're top tier in the genre. You know, I don't know yet because I love Guardians that much, but I love this movie too. I need to, I need to see it. We need to see the real, the full cut too, which we're going to see Mm -hmm. obviously on uh, a week from tonight. But I sit in that chair with a little bit of a stick up my ass a little bit like, yeah, I don't know. You know, I mean, this it's going to be good. Keaton. Yeah. He's back. We kind of saw some of the lines and, and I, and I honestly, that's how good it was that it kind of, it took almost a predisposed in my head where I was almost thinking like, it can't be that good. And it, it it surpassed it. That's how good the movie is. Standing up. You you guys know, Nico, you know. I could be a little rough sometimes walking. Yeah, he could. Yeah. Oh, yes. Like yeah. knowing, like thinking it's not gonna be that good or he's or, gonna be later know. when we talk about something else. But yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's going to be later, so it's it's proof he's gonna give his own yeah. proof later in the episode. But um yeah, I think that's so well said. And that's yeah. so well said. It's um it, it really, they did have this jewel. Mm-hmm. It felt like we're like, my gosh, the marketing, these screenings, they must be so confident in this movie. Well, you see why. And it's going to play really well. How about Andy and Barbara too, man? They they have to yeah. continue on. I mean, I don't want to speculate and stuff, Z, but this can't be their last jaunt into the... No. no. It would be silly. It would be utterly silly. It would be leaving talent on the table because they proved to you. Andy's proved you. He can make. They proved you. They can make a couple good movies with it and everything. But yeah, franchise, franchise directors, right? 
Yeah. Franchise directors and DC filmmakers. Oh yeah. Keep them on this brand. You don't want to lose them. Um, Something very, very cool. Um, Just when I thought, I think sometimes it's normal with this podcast to feel like, oh, like we've peaked or a peak happened. Feel like the Batman stuff last year felt like it, you know? Mm-hmm. But we have the opportunity of opportunities. You've probably seen the tweets yesterday from when we're recording or from when we're talking, but we were so graciously given an opportunity to be screening partners with Warner Brothers. Yep, you heard it. We. There are three showings, three early screenings in the next 10 days in the Chicagoland area. We will be at one of them June 7th in Rosemont, Illinois, and we can provide tickets. People in the area, if you're ambitious enough to fly out or drive out, please, please. There's a link on the Twitter. Go to that link. You can grab up to two passes per email for the flash. It is first come first serve. They recommend getting there about an hour before to make sure you in to, to make sure you guarantee yourself a seat. But guys, I mean, this is, it's, it's more of a, it's more of a gracious conversation than anything. It's not even a look at us. It's mm-hmm. to, to be able to, whether it's one person who shows up yeah. from our link, because Alex said she got the download, so we're actually going to find out how many people clicked it. Yeah, we'll share the information if it's too low. But to be able to um, a movie we were so so highly anticipating, one of the first things we ever talked about on this podcast was this movie back in episode three. Yeah, to not only be able to see it early last week, but then to be able to see it again and physically be able to bring and give out tickets to see the film early with us, it's really cool. So we're very gracious to, I know Allied Global Marketing is the, is the company who does a lot of the screenings. Um, thank you to Warner Brothers. Um, thank you to everyone. So it's very, very cool. Gentlemen, thoughts on, thoughts on that. Yeah. Go ahead, Mr. Z. Yeah, no, I, I completely echo everything you said. Like it just, it feels so ill, you know, and, and I hope that this is a movie that, you know, like you said, that people come out to, it is a very gracious opportunity for us to be able to provide an experience like that because i think it is an experience that everybody should be able to enjoy and i think the one thing that i want to uh also elaborate on is that if you are somebody that's fortunate enough to step across that link and you're able to make the screening uh by all means please come and say hi to us because we definitely want to want to meet you and we want to tell you thank you first of all for not only clicking the link but seeing the movie and i and i sincerely mean that that's not me being you know, just for show, you know, I, I would truly love to meet as many of you guys uh, as possible. So again, if you're in the Rosemont area next Wednesday, uh, seven o'clock, be there. Cause it's going to be awesome. Just go see the flash yeah. early if you want. And, 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 and like we said, bonus points, if you, yeah. if you come across state lines to come yeah, pop, popcorn, then me pop. Yeah. Pop. Not to drink, but the popcorn. There you go. Well, what I think is even more exciting that you guys haven't announced yet is, and I this is what really excites me, and I don't know why you haven't told it to anybody yet, it's but the fact true. that we have an exclusive interview through 
the screening process with Ben Affleck is amazing. <laughs> Why have you not announced that? Are you guys saving that? Or I, this was going so is, well. Is that true or not? You guys told me that, right, Nico? Or no, we have Ben Affleck on. So well. You know, this is the type of thing that breaks the embargo, but you know, that's neither here. Yeah, I was going to say. And Ben <laughs> will be talking about his script. No. <laughs> and Joe Manganiello is going to. Gonna, gonna guess. This, uh, interview. You know, well. you could have said Sasha. I think it would have been way more. Joe Manganiello. I'm Joe Manganiello. I'm no. Jo I'm Joe Manganiello. Oh my god. And I'm the oh director god. of the All right, um, what are you gonna do? So that's yeah. not true. I just, just to let everybody know, we are not exclusively interviewing Ben Affleck. Mm -hmm. And none of this was a review. <laughs> this is not a. None of this was. This was not. Uh, a review. Yes. So that's so exciting, and also. If you're listening and you can't attend or you don't live in the state or you cannot cannot make it over here, if you could, please share the link, like, try to spread the word, try to get people to follow. Because who knows, you might have followers who don't listen to your show, who are who don't listen to our show, who are in the area, who say, oh my gosh, I can see the flash. So please, um, please do so. We're, we're trying to, we're also trying to support this movie and bring people to it. And um, once again, we are not paid. And this does not count as being paid either. It just counts as giving back. Not um, even an icy. Not even an icy. No. Not We're not making any money. We, we just get to see the movie again, which is cool. Yes. Um, just supporting so, great cinema. That's all. <laughs> stay tuned. So next week, we'll have – we probably won't – we'll talk about it. The yeah, day we're, we're gonna have because there's two things about. I'm thinking of. There's Spider Verse, which we're about to talk about, is gonna be out. We're also about to see a different cut of the Flash. Yes. So I'm thinking, do we do spoiler free to drop with the embargo Tuesday, and have another full one drop later in the week? We'll figure it out. We'll figure. There it out. you go. We'll figure it out. Um, the last thing I want to say on this flash topic, and we'll just be brief because th this conversation, knowing us, will last hours. So I'm going to wrap it at some point. These opportunities are all very cool. There are so many early screenings for this movie. They're all free, I may add. And the box office projections are like from... One dollar. Someone made the joke. I think it was Pod or Ryan Hulsman or some, or was it Carlos or Ian? It was someone who said like the flash. Or no, it was Paul Herman. Yeah. Shout out to P Thug. He said the box office predictions for the Flash are one dollar to a hundred million or something. Yeah, because the projections right now are what between seventy and one forty, yeah. which are not projections. Which That's are, called a guess. That's called, called a guess. Now I will say, <clears throat> box office pro. Somebody shared a graphic of like the last three years mm -hmm. and they're pretty dead on every time they have the higher end, I think between like a one fifteen to one thirty ish. Um, but variety and some of the other ones have it not oh. touching a hundred. So I'm, I don't have much to speculate on. Um, but Dad, I'll let you go first because I know you have the most thoughts on this. Yeah, I'm what actually going to be brief. Do you think I'm going to be brief on this because I don't, I don't, I want the movie to do so well. 
The only con- the only concern I have are all these screenings. I have we we've talked we talked about this last night. I can't ever recall a movie having this many screenings. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how to react to that. I don't know if that is a little desperate attempt because the tracking is so low and they're very confident in it and they think it's going to help or the numbers look pretty good and they're just like, just put it out there, man. Just, just let it, I'm going to, I'm going to be brief. I don't want to be negative tonight. Yeah. Hmm. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's going to be interesting because there are so many like projections going around and we're going to, I mean, we're led to believe that word of mouth has been doing its job, at least for the movies that have deserved it. Like, you know, you look at something like, Guardians that did have an early screening and, you know, that movie was sort of on the lower end and then it kind of peaked. Right? Like it had really good legs and that's because the word of mouth was really strong. So I think for this one, we're going to know if it really is that damn good and people really love it. Are people going to come out for it or is it just the brand or is it, you know, the other things of the movie that we're not going to talk about? So it's it's fascinating. You know, like I don't think I've ever seen a movie that was riding so high that like came out of a festival. And then when it came out, it just like didn't didn't deliver. Like I I can't like could you imagine if, if Top Gun Maverick had came out and it was riding this massive buzz and then it actually didn't become like the blockbuster of the summer? Like I just I can't foresee a scenario like that. I don't know. My thing because I think there's a lot of merit to what you both are saying. My like my thing right because it's not positive or negative. It's just like my right. thought on it is. On one hand, it's so cool for us, for fans, right? For for like there is many opportunities now. Um, yeah. For for people in general to to see this movie early and get to be a part of it and tweets and get the social kit when you're there, you get special gifts and everything. Like you posters, like it's cool, right? We love the movie so much. So the fact that we get to do it again is freaking amazing. The other thing though is what you both said, and, and I'm gonna take pieces of what you both said is like usually Zeddy, yeah, some of these early screenings are confidence because mm-hmm. it starts pumping word of mouth, right? But ones like Top Gun and some other ones, they had paid ones, yeah, like Monday or Tuesday before. Now there are paid IMAX fan first on Monday the 12th. At Regal Cinema, specifically, some AMCs, they're doing paid $20 IMAX tickets for the Flash. The other wild thing, though, is we have have a bunch of mutuals who live in different states. And we have a couple pals in Seattle and Texas and uh, New York. And and, and there's – some saw it last week like us. Some are seeing it this week. So there's no screenings for us this week, but there are a bunch in other cities. And like I said earlier, on June 5th, June 7th, and June 13th, the day after these paid ones, there's three in the Chicagoland area. Three. Yeah. And that's not counting a bunch of the probably smaller critic press ones that are probably taking, that are probably just taking place anyway. And these are all free. So there's a lot, we're, we could potentially see this movie three times before it opens Thursday and not have to pay a dime. Yeah. For, before it opens on the 16th. Now, for, for people like us, maybe we'll go back 
to see it in, you know, Dolby or, or, or we'll bring more people who, who aren't going to come to those free screening. Right. Like that's what I plan on trying to break my record with this movie. So I love it so much. Yeah. But for the people who kind of are like, Hey, Oh, sick. Well, we could go see this movie early. They're not going to go back one and done one and done. So are these screenings confidence to get you back? And I think I know the answer or are these screenings to make the word of mouth so large that the people who were like a couple weeks ago, who didn't even give a damn about the movie or didn't even know it existed are like, maybe I should go opening weekend. Hmm. I think it's the latter, right? I do do too. And there's massive advertising campaign presence going on through the the NBA playoffs too, which I, again, I don't know that the NBA playoffs are, Drawing millions and millions of people, but I'm, I'm they're, certainly, they're certainly going after that male demographic that was strong for Top Gun, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and especially with the nostalgia and with Keaton, so yeah, I think mm-hmm. that um, yeah, I think that there's a lot of they, well, they put a lot of money. I don't know how they get their money back on this movie, no matter how good it gets, because I between what they spent and what they're doing with marketing, but I think this movie, for some reason. I may know the reason we'll talk more about it later uh, next couple shows, but it just seems like the, the, the brain trust really wants this movie to succeed, even though technically it may not have anything to do with the new DCU, which is weird, but there Thanks. is a str- go ahead. My next point, And we can wrap up on it. one. Yeah. I made a great joke that you both did not laugh at. I thought it was kind of, I said, I'm ready. I said the marketing's so crazy. I'm ready to see urinal cakes at Benihana. <laughs> Just with the yeah. with both in the middle. Hey, um, as long as it's not fast sex, I think it'll be fine. But <laughs> also, this is literally what my dad just teed up. Yeah. You see, when a when a studio doesn't give a damn about a movie, we <clears> saw <throat> that earlier this year. They don't do anything. Right. Mm-hmm. The studio only goes all in when they're really confident. But here's the other interesting piece. You have James Gunn, who's also a massive champion for the movie, doing a lot of marketing himself. And he ain't even involved with the freaking thing. He's yeah. taking over after. Right. He'll do this much with Shazam. We'll see how much he does for Blue Beetle Aquaman. Yeah, he retweets those. But this one, I mean, he's telling you every day how much he loves this movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm confused that are they putting in so much money right now as a quick return let's put so much money into this movie and this summer we're going to get as much money as we can and we're done yeah or are they looking to sustain and build in the machetes is it a litmus litmus test right miller is it a litmus test we know hodson sticking around as a screenwriter yeah So, so so she's in the picture Right, mm-hmm. Andy, Barbara, you have to think are safe. You have to be, even if they're, even if they're never going to flash. And they've been Warner Brothers franchise. Even if, so. it, yeah, yes, they've been Warner Brothers since twenty, what, sixteen, twenty seventeen. Yeah. They're fine. It's you know some of the other pieces. Miller, this character, are they looking to? Because if this movie's huge, it's this version. You know. Yeah. It's this version. It's I haven't seen anything and now people will say well everything with miller yeah i know but i haven't seen a version of anything that's huge that is replaced you know what i mean mm-hmm. people talk about garfield 
the movies weren't as big as they wanted and he was coming into the MCU and they were going to go younger. There was a lot with that Garfield thing mm-hmm. going from Garfield to Holland, you know? Um, yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. And I guess yeah. the world, the world may never know. I'll tell you what's tracking huge. Yeah. Oh, we're seeing it tonight. And if you're listening to this podcast on a different day, then we would have already seen it. Uh, in the Spider-Verse hype, my hype is at an all-time high. Because it's almost like the reviews are so good. They're so good to the point where, like, I'm not even thinking they're hyperbolic. Because they're so ridiculously good yeah. that I'm excited. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I can argue the Flash ones out of CinemaCon made me raise an eyebrow more than, than these ones. But Jesus. Read read any Spider-Verse review and you think they're talking about, like, The Godfather. But <laughs> I think the first one's pretty damn spectacular. And if they're up in the ante with this one, with the type of story that it looks like they're telling, and with that animation that looks even better, and all the Spidey nostalgia and lore they're going to pack into it, who's to say? And it's projected at 80 mil domestically. No. So office. One fifteen. You shitting me, yeah. We'll get right back in after Carlos. Said oh, Carlos, we're coming, boy. <laughs> Carlos, we're coming, boy. You guys what are. Was that? We Milwaukee. Hey, we Nick, remember Milwaukee? Milwaukee. We're we're Milwaukee. No one's gonna understand no one knows that. What that is? Yeah, when yeah. when you're about to sink me with an animated movie. They're like Carlos is in Canada, not Milwaukee. What do you say? Oh no, it's just a joke, though. You know, no, I got two juggernaut movies, and you're about to sink me with one, and it's an Listen. animated movie. And Listen. we got and the oh week after, yeah, we got Transformers to supplement it. Wow, wow, we got yeah. Transformers to give it a, a little pat on the butt. Yeah. And then we got our little Short King at the end. Oh, you better hope short king. Cruise, yeah. you better hope he's still the short king. We got the short king coming at the end. Run with this pool by July. That's scary. We should do a short king hey, show one day. Hey, the hunting doesn't last forever. Yeah, what? Number one. I'm the number one short Tom king. Number two. Who is and, uh, Mark Wahlberg? Downey, number three. Downey Wahlberg. They're all. We're all about the same, you know. All right. You could put us on oh, a Mount oh, Rushmore. I'll tell you who's a huge one. No, no, no. I'll tell you who's Who? right after Who? Tom Cruise at number three, Joe Jonas. <laughs> Joe Jonas is a Joe short Joe Jonas kid. is a massive short kid. He's a massive he short kid. He's in my dad's restaurant at one time. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. He, made the observation. he actually acknowledges that he's a short king. He does. I love him. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so we see. I love you know. But as, Zeddy. As do you. Zeddy, the, um, getting back to the Spider-Verse, I, I can't say, you know, I'm. Yeah. It sounds like all that, and I know that without a doubt, it's going to be all that. Mm-hmm. Like, if anything, sure, like the sun rising in the east and setting in the west, it's that this movie's probably pretty good. I'm just one of those guys that could never put the animated movie on the same level with a live action movie. And I know people get mad at me for that, but I just can't do it. Because there's still certain things you can do with these animated movies that it's getting close now. The gap has never been closer than what you could do. Yeah. But you could still do some things with the animated movies that you can't do in live actions. But it sounds terrific. See? Yeah, I mean... Oh, no, go ahead. No, you're hyped, I said. Yeah, no, I I mean, I'm massively hyped. I mean, I I already was. But, like, I think the the key thing that that I've been seeing in a lot of these reviews, if not most all of them, is that it's one of the 
greatest animated movies of all time, if not the greatest. The best, yeah. So, and it's like the first one I agree with Nico is pretty damn spectacular. So, like, if this one's going to top it, which I don't think any of us that were really looking for it really had any doubt that it was at least great. I mean, greatest of all time. I wasn't ever there, but it is really interesting whether or not it actually is. Uh, and with all the Spider-Man lore that's in this movie, I have no doubt that it probably is one of the greatest animated movies of all time. It's just animation's tricky, right? I mean, Super Mario Brothers was like the biggest, it is the biggest movie this year. You got something like Elemental and it's kind of on the lower end of things. And then you kind of have like these other animated movies that don't track as high. So Spider-Verse is interesting. I mean, Spider-Man always sells. So that's the one thing. The one constant in Hollywood that I think we can always rely on is that it doesn't matter if it's animation or live action, Spider-Man's going to sell. So, uh, Cal, He is the king. Let's be honest. Spidey's the yeah, king of cinema. Honest. And not body odor, that's box office. He's box office superhero king. Yeah. He edges, also, out, he edges out Batman. He edges out my guy. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. I also know something that I will share with you guys later. I know something, too. I think, we all, I think we all know something. <laughs> we'll talk off air. We're gonna, we're That's what I'm excited about, to be honest. One day, my dad and I have never actually compared sources, but I actually think it's the same one, but we'll never know because we we, we always make it a point to just not say. Gentlemen, okay. a good magician never reveals his magic trick. Okay? So, so Come here, on now. here's – never, never say. Never, <laughs> never waver. Never waver. So here's where we'll close. Um, because my dad uh, wants to make it a point. My dad wanted to bring this up, even though I'm glad. Um, we finished talking about all the tomfoolery. It's time to get serious. I think the uh, the uh, V39 board would like to get together. The boardroom. <laughs> We love you, Nicholas Patel. <laughs> so, like, um, now that we're done freaking talking about running. You're going to go watch those Spider-Man movies? Oh, really cool. Why don't you stick your, your face in an icy and eat some hot Yeah, like, you know, like, I mean, sure. Like, so I think we should uh, talk about. The, what do you think put the money up for Spider-Man? Like, 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 how, like, what does this mean? Like, okay. Like, how do we, how do we, <laughs> like, what do we need uh, to do? Let's V39. This is good. 1939's freaking uh, railroad. It's an IP. It's an IP. Yeah. I don't know what the, the kids say about it. It's uh, so like, um, is like, am I in? Like, is like, what a like, he's doing a I... big thing right now. I like it. Okay. <laughs> We're going to briefly talk about the series finale of Succession. Some of the listeners might be like, I didn't even know these guys watched the show. Um, it's, it just fills some time, but also. We have this podcast, so sometimes when we want about talk, when we want to talk about something, we just do it and we put it out there. And maybe you'll like it, maybe you'll relate to this. We talk about the series and season four. I was going to say season four, but it's technically series finale of Succession. So I believe this will be fun. We bet in unison the whole show till now. I think we, this was, I forget the last thing where we had three different. There's one who's ex, not extreme negative, but leans negative. I think one leans in the middle and one who thinks it was utterly perfection. 
And I'll give you a hint. Gee, I wonder who that might be. I wonder, who that <laughs> I wonder, I wonder who that one is. So I'm gonna let Zeddy go first because I think he's Switzerland. I'm gonna bury the lead. I think Zeddy I am is close to Switzerland here. Yeah. Zeddy, give us your thoughts on just 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 your thoughts. How was it? Mm-hmm. How do you think it impacted the series overall? Mm. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I mean, like the the series as a whole. I mean, like hands down, is definitely on Mount Rushmore as far as HBO shows go. I mean, like, I don't think you're gonna find a better show that was ever better acted, written, and directed than probably Succession, at least in the last few years on HBO. As far as like ongoing seasons goes, right? I'm not talking like limited series and things like that. That's a whole different ballpark. the The finale was interesting. For me, because the whole season, I feel like they were obviously setting up so many different outcomes of like, maybe this character ends up on top. Maybe they all end up on top. You're like, you're like, you had so much turmoil where, you know, they let, they, they kind of killed Logan Roy off early on. So they let, they let the family kind of, you know, fall in turmoil, I guess, the, the rest of the way through, right? And you have all these like side deals going on between each other. Then they come together. And then when the finale rolls around, they're like all crumbling and it's almost like in a way it is kind of like poetic like it is kind of like mm-hmm. beautiful in a way especially I guess when you look at it in a context of like what succession might actually mean in terms of like business point of view right where like in succession like you got to fall in line right and there's always somebody that's looking to succeed ahead of you in business right that's kind of just how it is and the whole you know is blood thicker than water you know the whole thing with that family is that you know Kendall thought he was the guy he thought he was the successor so to speak right and in, in the end family didn't see it that way so um it was interesting because it's like i didn't like when you look at it you probably do you watch like do all the endings maybe feel right i guess that kind of depends on what you may think right like do you think that maybe shiv and tom despite everything that happened up until that point that they should have ended in that car together do you really think that kind of deserved to be alone in his own little peaceful state i guess you know that kind of really how the show ends and then, oh, it ain't peaceful well i mean in terms of like the way that they they've been, no, it's yeah. not peaceful but um in the state that he's in at least right i think i karen culkin who's kind of just you know i screwed you but you know that was always my mo so uh it, it's interesting i mean like is it a memorable finale yes was it a well-acted and well-written finale? i i think it was for the most part i think it was how they got there that i think was what was fostering, right? Because it was a 90-minute finale, and they did pack a lot in that finale. So I think it was, I think, like, the last 15, 20 minutes of it are kind of so jam-packed, and it feels like they had to get there, and the rest of it was just building up that tension. Uh, So that said, while I didn't necessarily, I I didn't think that the season was up to par with with the finale in terms of pacing, uh, but I, I can understand ultimately why like they had Kendall kind of fall in the end like that it, it when you look at it it does kind of make sense so uh that that's where I'll leave it so not not a great finale but in terms of the show and its impact I, th- I think it did its job but Mr. C well, whoa. 39 episodes. Yeah, whoa. Uh, <laughs> I, I know. I, I, yeah. I, well, because you're the most positive, so you might as well. Well, 30, you know, 39, 39 of the of the greatest written, no argument, directed, uh, acted, ensemble cast, just magnificent, just, um, just so wonderfully put together. And for me, 
because we're not going to dissect the finale. The the problem I had with the finale was it was really good. And yet it was fairly obvious to me that nobody was going to wind up with it. Mm-hmm. It was the, the way that they got there with Shiv basically giving up her family legacy because she hated her brother that much, which we know that they had a lot of issues over the, over the years and they're jealous of each other and whatnot. And that she tried to backstab them and them, her, it was a continuous game of that going on forever by them killing the father a little bit earlier than we thought it really, it really progressed the storyline beautifully because it kind of took them, them united against the father to now that they were all asunder and and together, not together. But I think the finale didn't do a really good job of making you feel in that moment that that's really what she would do. There's some arguments in there that she became her mom. She didn't become her mom because her mom was married to Logan Roy, who was one of the most powerful men in the world. Her husband is a nobody. He's just a, He's just a thumbtack, a piece of tape right now that Matson hired because he'll basically take shit, eat shit, and do whatever he wants. So, and and she's got the bloodline with her kid. It, it's just weird when you find out and you and you you really understand the fact that Kendall's kids are not blood, right? That one is from a previous marriage, and and the other kid is adopted. And you know, Roman's just a shell of a of a of a kid. He's just got so many inner turmoil issues, uh, anxiety issues, bipolar issues. And the other thing I really didn't care, I didn't care for was when they called out the, you're a killer at the end. I thought that was kind of like, really? Now you're bringing this up here. Like you're going to use that against him now. And they really made him. I know Kendall was dark and disturbed and he was obsessed with this, but the way he crumbles in those last few minutes from just basically becoming a liar to strangling his brother. I just didn't buy it. I got to be honest with you. My son's saying, no, I didn't, I didn't buy it. I didn't buy it. I'm going to be a tool. Have you went back and watched the show? The first episode of the show. Logan goes back on Kendall and he's begging Shiv and Roman to support him, and they won't do it. You want to know what they kept doing for four seasons? Never wanting to give it to him. It never changed. The three kids begin and end the show in the same place. The beauty of the show is succession. Nothing happened. <laughs> Logan died, and they gave it to fucking Tom. Uh. The guy who did everything right, the only person who did everything right was Tom Wamsgams. The entire show. He kept serving, serving who he needed to. He was the loyal soldier. (laughs) Where I disagree with my dad, respectfully, is the kids, the finale is so good because it sums up the beauty of succession. The first hour is strangely feel good. The kids are together. They're watching a video of their father singing and they're crying. And then it gets time to go to the board meeting. And the Roy kids 
take the facade off that they just put on. Every character impulsively acts in their own self-interest in the moment. Shiv does not actually hate Kendall. She did not want him to be CEO. So what do all these characters do when they want something? They say and do whatever they need to. Information is like a wine. You store it, you hoard it, and when it's time, smash it over someone's effing head. Shiv, no, I don't want him to be CEO. Um, he's a killer. Roman all of a sudden flips. We forget Shiv put out a hit piece on Kendall in season three exposing his addiction, all this stuff. These kids are never together. Roman shoved Kendall at his own birthday party, almost fought. They can't do it. And Roman sums up the whole show at the end. He goes, this is bullshit. We are bullshit. Logan Roy's last words to them, you're not serious people. They were never meant to win. Shiv loses because, yeah, she she is like her mother in the sense of, yes, she's not married to Logan Roy, but she's married to a man who has all the who has power at a company, and she's nothing more than the wife. Everything she tried to avoid, she's nothing more than the wife and the eventual mom. And the irony is her mom told her she would be a bad mom. It's beautiful. It is perfect. It is a perfect finale. It's a perfect finale. I'm just going to say that. It's Shiv... It came down to her, the way they voted. It's all intentional. And I know there's people who are like, well, why does it all have to be meticulous? Because that's what the show really was. The di- if you look back at the show, the dialogue, we never really know what they mean, who to trust. It came down to Shiv. She freaked out a little bit. But what happens? Kendall runs in there and starts berating her. That was his mistake. And it's what he does every time. Every time something's about to be taken away from him, he gets manic. And what does Roman do? He flips and he piles on. Exposes his kids aren't even his. Makes Kendall look even worse by strangling him. They are the toxic trio. And you know what? Logan knew it. You want to know why? He never gave it to either of them. Kendall's name was crossed out. Now we can say that for a fact. It was underlined. <laughs> both a tragedy and a comedy. It's a tragedy because the kids never move. They've never changed. All, all the progression, it looked like they went through, they're in the same damn place. And it's a comedy because Tom and Greg are at the top. It's brilliant. I rest my case. See, I, I would have preferred, I, I still have a hard time. I you, Everything you said makes sense. I just have still have a hard time with the actions of Shiv. I, I still would have preferred where the deal doesn't go through. And then somehow there's a coup and he's not the CEO. But because I still believe in shadow that she was gonna double cost him. I still believe in 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 a real life in a real life scenario, and I know it's a TV show, that no one would give up the legacy that they were trying to hold on to, even though Roman says it's a piece of shit, it's a band-aid, it's fake news, whatever, blah, blah, blah. That still was their legacy. And I thought it would have been so cool to be like, they won, Matson's out. And then all of a sudden there's like another, wait, we're going to reconvene here. And then something was done behind the scenes where, and then Kendall's just like, what? And then I thought that would have been a better ending. I thought that would have, in my mind, would have worked better. I respect what you say and I understand it. I still don't, I still don't buy the ship. It's almost like Breaking Bad, as great as that ending was. 
when he made those guns, I still look back at that and think that how silly that was Ooh. when he when he rewired all those guns to like perfectly fire into the plate. Like, yeah, there's yeah. always something there's always that, there's always like you're like it. This wasn't Ozark. Ozark was a horrible. Oh God, Ozark was Ozark was yeah. Don't yeah. even remind me of that poppycock. But, um, but I respect you, Nick, because you you do you do you, talk. Nick. You do explain the crux of the show, and that's really what the show is. And you're right about that. No, yep. And yeah. I and I appreciate. I do get you saying. Was the was here's where I will firmly agree with you on two things. Is it? Can you look back and say that was predictable? Yes. Yeah. Oh, Tom winning and the kids playing and imploding right after we saw them for like 20 minutes. Finally, completely predictable. Yes. Predictable. Sure. I'll give you that. The other thing I'll give you is I don't hate the idea of a different type of tease where, and I won't, I said near perfect finale. I know I said perfect either earlier where I will agree with you is I do think it would have hit a little harder and been less predictable if they actually gave it to him. Yep. Right. And then voted and him then out. And then something happened. Yeah. Then yeah. Yeah. Immediately. Like, but uh, what I like what happened still is they stayed consistent from the beginning where if it was truly up to Roman and Shiv, they still wouldn't give it to him. They told him, you right. see Roman even has, he, he has the moment where he cries. He says, you, you know it. It could have been me. I wonder if people thought it could be me. And then he hesitates. He goes, uh, um, nope. But he's still, you can see hesitating. And then gets the ship. And she's like, couldn't do it. And to just, yeah. I, so I do like, though, that they stay consistent. And they were so bad to each other that they couldn't even, like you said, dad, just do it. Let, let's just do it for dad. Come on, just do it for dad. Just do it. Let's keep the family company. They, they're they all so arrogant and selfish that they couldn't do it. And I think Shiv was the most scorned out of the three. So it does make sense that she would do that. But I won't lie to you. Your retooled ending does sound pretty cool. Or like we had the one where Kendall gets it, but then the the actual him killing the kid comes back and he gets arrested or something. So he had yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Could have been cool. That could have been cool too. Yeah. But then it takes all the power away from Roman and Chip. So I don't know. Yeah. Zeddy, final thoughts on that before we wrap on Succession. Uh just yeah. I mean, final thoughts are I mean, regardless of how you feel on the the finale as well. I mean, you could have your own version of the finale how you want it to go. It it was a phenomenal appointment viewing weekly episodic season of television when it was on. And it is gonna be on the Mount Rushmore of HBO, like I said, and um, that's the thing with HBO, right? It's like, how do they keep getting better? Well, they find a way to do it. But uh, I think this one's going to be pretty memorable, at least in the uh, the periphery that is known as Max now. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. There you go. I'll tell you what. I hate, I hate the new Max app, by the way. It sucks. You take a, you take a show that's about life and, and real yeah. people and no fantasy or whatever, and this show was, for me – whether I completely thought the finale hit or not, it's still probably one of the top five, six, seven television shows I've ever watched. It was just that good. And I don't know that any of them had a better cast, better acting. It probably number one for that. 
There's no better cast out there. No I better cast. Best TV I, the, of the shows I've watched. It's At least in the last ten years. Oh yeah, it's, sure. it is best ensemble because everyone, all the way down to freaking Carl, they're all perfect, dude. Yeah. And you know what? Too, I'm gonna end it, Nick, and then you could you could finish it. I gotta be honest with you. I I said 39 episodes. I can't recall filler at all. I no seasons like, I mean we've we've watched so many of these television shows, and you're in and so some of the the greatest ones I've watched. You're like, yeah, this week was a little bit of a filler. Oh, okay. I don't ever recall this one. There was never wasted time. The one thing this show had was you guys like to talk about pacing. The entire series was paced unbelievably. And every, Nick, the callbacks, the the lines, the, the plot lines, the simple, subtle things, everything was important. It was always important. There was nothing really wasted, you know, even... <laughs> You know, even even at the beginning, like I know some people were telling me, like, well, well, what happened? I thought Matson, what happened with his inflated numbers? They addressed it immediately at the opening of the episode uh, with the television commentator saying yeah. that that kind of blew over, and they talk about mm -hmm. there's really nothing. Everything that was nuanced and talked about from it's just everything came back. Everything was important. Brilliant. All right, Zeddy, bring us home safe. Yeah. There you go. Wow. Well, that is it, gentlemen. I before we uh before we wrap here, I do of course want to also uh, plug our Twitter. That is at Vigilante1979. Uh as well, like Nico stated in the beginning half of the show, that we have a giveaway going on. So make sure you are following our Twitter and um please retweet, like, share, uh, spread the word again. If you're in the Chicagoland area, get a ticket for yourself. And if you know somebody that is interested in the movie. Uh, just at least guide them to that because you just never know, you know. Uh, so go do that. And then I hope everybody enjoys Spider-Verse in the meantime. But also uh, go follow our YouTube our YouTube channel. Excuse me. So subscribe. Uh, that is at Vigilante1979. And we do have a Public store. Just search the show on Public, and you will find that store. Uh, but, Mr. C, I see the plug is in the wall. So uh, where could everybody find you? Well, everybody can find me at N. Caruso Jr. on Twitter. And I just want to close out and say too that over the next week, uh, it's really it's really going to be special. We're going to go from the Spider Verse to the Multiverse, and coming out of Guardians Three, it's just it feels like a um, just a really high, if you will, exhilarating time for the genre for this stuff that we cover. And you know it'll be a little bit probably of a letdown after that for a little bit, but mm -hmm. these are the moments that that define and why we do what we do, why we love what we love and stuff. So it, it's going to be fun. Nick, I'm going to let you plug that last show because I was not on it. So uh -oh. I only yeah, plug you follow me, on. follow me everywhere. Twitter, Instagram, and you can Crusoe. And then on TikTok, and you can film. There's going to be flash review, spider verse review, a bunch of stuff coming. And unfortunately my dad was able to not be on the last episode, but right between the eyes at RBTE podcast, the kiss podcast, me and Rob talk about a live release. Rob saw kiss the other night. So he and his hype was there. And my dad gets to do the thing that Zeddy always does. <laughs> uh, one day you'll be able to see it. And, um, that every other show I do is in my Twitter and uh, follow me there. And Zeddy bring us home safe. Oh, I, why, why? I wanted to mimic you more. Oh, well. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you guys can follow me on Twitter uh, at Nick Zennick. I am at Letterboxd at Zeddy Films. 
And my TikTok is also at Nick Zenick. So go give all that a follow. Uh, you can find me most notably overhyping the Flash right now, courtesy to a lot of people. So if you're not, you you, you got to earn that money, Z. You, you know, money, you know. Man. Hey, I got to earn a living somehow. You know, so uh, got to upgrade hey. the podcast equipment. Sorry. <laughs> can you send me some money because uh, old Daddy McFarlane, I guess, signed uh, an extension. I forgot. I did want to. I did well, want to bring see, it up. The, the Nick, you got how many more years? How many oh, more years man. is it? Do you know the licensing agreement? No, and I don't oh, want to know. I think it's five years, so it'll cover um, Batman Two. It'll cover Superman Legacy. Uncle Todd ain't uh, doing it anymore, huh? I did pre-order the. I did say it. I pre-ordered three of the uh, Nightfall Batman's. If they all come, because I'm hoping I don't get screwed. Hopefully, we'll raffle one off here. We're gonna do a Nightfall quiz. We're gonna ask ask a few questions. We're gonna do one of those live things. Wow! Whoever gets, we'll do something like where we do like five questions. Whoever answers them quickly and correctly, yeah, we'll get that beautiful Nightfall Todd McFarlane. Can you do a little Todd McFarlane for us, Nick, on the way out, or you won't do it, right? I some figures here. <laughs> That's what I got for you. Got the Flash movie coming out. We got some figures. We got Barry Allen running in the Speed Force. All right. They don't, even, they don't even look like the characters in the movie. in my office. Anyway. I got to get out of here. Come on. Oh, oh man. Well, we know what I want to say is, you know, while my, my Porsche looks so beautiful on my driveway, and, and while my Lexus is coming, Good for you, you know, courtesy of David Zaslav, you know, <laughs> Tom, Tom Cruise. Did yeah, we have stock. We, we have stock in Warner Brothers. I don't Brothers know, man. Tom, Tom, Tom Cruise shared, gave, gave me a nice ship last year, man, like an actual ship. I got it at the dock, everything like that. It, 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 I mean, it's glorious, man. So uh, good for wow. you. I don't know, man. Tom Cruise and Warner Brothers, you both need me. Who wants me more? <laughs> anyway, all right. It's time to wrap this sucker up. So, uh. With that being said, for Nico Crusoe, for his father, Nick Crusoe Jr., my name is Zanuck, and as Michael Keaton's Batman always says, you want to get nuts? Let's get nuts.